the Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. Please be seated. The service is going to be for one hour, and I have seven points in my sermon. Just like every preacher, okay? Seven points. That's wonderful. <laughs> I called, uh, I titled this uh, message, Nuggets from the Christmas Story. Nuggets of Truth from the Christmas Story. Can we have the lights in the hair so? Or is it all gone? No lights? Okay. So I want to go into seven uh, nuggets of truth from the Christmas story. And I'm drawing from both Luke as well as uh, Matthew. Just bringing out some things that are very important for us to understand concerning the, Christian, I mean the Christmas story. This is the very beginning of what God began to do for our salvation when Jesus came into the world. And there are lessons to learn from the Christmas story that I want you to take home as you celebrate Christmas, the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's we call him Emmanuel. God is with us. What that means is God actually came to the world. There is no other God but one God. Just one God. God actually came to live on this earth. God has lived as a person, a human being, on this earth. That's why we celebrate it, that God came to live among us, Emmanuel. First truth, I tell you, the number one thing, the thing we really need in life, the thing we need most in life. What is that thing that we need most in life? From the Christmas story, beginning from... The birth of John the Baptist, Luke chapter 1, God dealing with Zechariah. This is what it says. And the angel answered and said to him, I am Gabriel, who stands in the presence of God, and was sent to speak to you and bring you these good, glad tidings. But behold, you will be mute and not be able to speak until the day these things take place. Because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their own time. I started reading this story. The angel came and spoke to Zachariah saying, your wife was already old, was going to give birth. And he says, how is this thing going to happen? I'm old. This is... He doubted it. And the, the angel, Gabriel, you can factually see Gabriel in Daniel, angel, a being that existed with God from the time God created them, he said to him, I am Gabriel. I stand before God. I brought you good words. Those things will come to pass. But from now on, because you have unbelief in your heart, you are not going to hear any other word from any man. And you are not going to speak to anybody until this thing is fulfilled. So the lesson here is the last thing he heard 
was words from the mouth of God. And he heard nothing more until that uh, message was fulfilled. I wonder why God did that. I believe for every one of us, continually, for nine months, all he was thinking about what he heard. He could hear no other word. May that be your portion this coming year in Jesus' name. May you hear nothing else but God's words in your heart until that is fulfilled. That's the only thing that is needful in life. In Luke chapter 10, verse 39, Jesus, this is the story of Mary and Martha before Jesus, is, uh, Jesus visited with them. Verse 39 says, And she had a sister called Mary, that's Martha, had a sister called Mary, who also sat at the feet of Jesus and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving, so many things. And she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things. How many of us are troubled about so many things that we think should be made right? But then Jesus said, but one thing is needed in life. Just one thing is needed in life. And Mary has chosen that good path. That good path. It's your choice. The best thing in life is to sit at the feet of Jesus and hear his words. You can do other things, but that's the number one thing. Sit and hear his words continually. Jesus said she has chosen the best part. Number two, believing results in fulfillment. Mary heard the words of Gabriel and she believed. And then she wanted to verify because Gabriel said to Mary, you know, your auntie, she's also pregnant. That's Elizabeth. She's going to give, she's with child. At all, you, know, you know, in our old age. And Mary wanted to make sure, but she believed. So Mary went to visit with Elizabeth, and she greeted Elizabeth. And the Bible tells us in verse 41, And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, that the babe leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And then she began to speak out loud to Mary. Blessed are you among women, she said, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Nobody told her. She was pregnant. Mary never said a word. But she knew. Blessed is the fruit of, the, of your womb. But why is this granted to me? That the mother of my Lord should come to me. For indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. Those, they are not just stuff in the womb. They are babies. Amen? They are babies. And then the word that I want you to hear. Blessed is she who believed. Blessed is she who believed. For there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. How many things have God spoken to you? If you believe, they will be fulfilled. That's one nugget from the Christmas story. Number three, we can serve God without fear and in holiness and righteousness all the days of our lives. 
that's been granted to us. That's number three. Number three. No matter where you are in your life, no matter how sinful you believe you are, if you think God has forsaken you, no. God has granted to you to be able to serve Him without fear that you will go to hell. No fear. Without fear in holiness all the days of your life. And I'll show you that from the scriptures, from the Christmas story. Amen. When, when Zachariah decided that he was going to actually make known the name of John the Baptist, his mouth opened and he began to bless God. He started speaking for the first time in nine months. He said, Blessed is the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people and has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets, who have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies. I like that. That we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us. To perform the mercy promised to our, to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. It was a holy covenant, a holy agreement. The oath which he swore to our father Abraham, was this oath to grant, to grant us that we, being delivered from the hands of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness, before him all the days of our lives. That's been granted. That was the oath God swore for us. He's granted to us. He's whether you want it or not. It has been granted from heaven that you should live without fear, serving God in holiness and righteousness, not just one day of your life, all the days of your life. And that's good news. That's good news. That's good news. Number four, make room for the king in your life. Amen. Make room for the king in your life. In Luke 2 verse 7, Jesus was born. And she brought forth her firstborn son. That means if it's firstborn, there's a secondborn, right? I, tra- I t- told a Catholic woman that Jesus had brothers. And she, she panicked. Because <laughs> they were told uh, Jesus was just Mary's child. And it, no, no, no. James, that's Jesus' brother. Firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for him in the inn. Do you have room for Jesus in your life? He's looking for a place to be born. For some people, they keep him out for 30 years, and others 40, 50. Because he said, I stand at the door and I knock. If you hear my voice, open up. Give me room. Make room in your life. Make room in your inn for Jesus to come in. You've kept him out too long. Make room. You can do that this morning. And you truly mean it. You've kept him out of your life for so long. And believe me, you don't want to pass on from this life without him in your life. That's not going to be pleasant. 
You need him in your life. So make room this morning, okay? We're going to give you opportunity to make room for him. Number five, God's will for you, for your life, is good. I'm just not going to read the scripture, but I'll just tell you this. When the angels, uh, when the angels came to the shepherds in the field, and they told the shepherds about the birth of Jesus, they said, we're bringing good news. And the angels were astonished. And then after the angel, one angel spoke, and then multitude of angels showed up. And they started singing to God, not for themselves, but for us. Glory to God in the highest. Peace on earth. Good will towards man. They were singing for us. Praising God for us. God's will for your life is good. If you are experiencing something that's not good, it's not God's will for you. And you allowed it because you have not brought Jesus close to your life. God's will for your life is good. Glory to God in the highest. Multitudes of angels singing. Glory to God in the highest. Peace on earth. Good will towards man. You want to know God's will for your life is good. Why don't you accept it? His will for your life is good. I just want to know what God's will for my life. Get in the book. Read His will. Covenant His will. Amen? It's God's will. His will for your life is good. Number six, wise men seek Him. Wise people seek Jesus. If you're not seeking Jesus, according to the scriptures, (laughs) you're not wise. <laughs> I'm not going to use the other word. That's a bad word. But wise men always seek him. When Jesus was born, he says, wise men, not three wise men, but wise men from the east, they saw his star. If you're wise, you see his star and you go to worship. You know, another thing for wise people, wise men worship. If you're not worshiping, uh, you're not wise. I want to be wise according to the word of God. So guess what I do? I worship. They came. They said, we have seen a star. And he said, when they saw the star that took them to Bethlehem where he was, they rejoiced with a sudden great joy because they were going to see the king. Amen. Amen. Number seven. First one. Bring the king a gift. Amen. Bring him a gift. The wise men, when they came, they brought gifts to him. You know the best gift you can give to him? Your life. Yourself. Oh, He'll welcome, he'll take gold from you, but he won't be as precious as you giving yourself to him. You know why? He gave himself to us. He never held back. When you go out to buy something from the store, you let go something that's precious to you, right? Because you believe what you're getting is equal to what you are letting go, right? If you don't think 
is the same, you go somewhere else till you find what's right, what's right for your money. Right? But look, God thought you were it. So he let his song go so he can have you. Why don't you give him yourself today? Give him yourself today. You know, he's waiting for you today. I think people think God's not aware of what's happening on the earth. He knows what the world's celebrating. And he's hoping that you, in this very day, will decide, I want him in my life. He came to get me. The father exchanged. I want, I'm going. You see, God's a gentleman. He's not going to force you. You have to make that decision today. All his bow this morning. Musicians, please come up. We're going to be singing again and worshiping God. And please, let's worship God afterwards. Okay? Uh, five minutes after two, one hour is not that bad. Okay? <laughs> God's waiting for some of us. You've been going your way for so long. Why don't you hand your life over to him? Believe me, he'll take care of it. Nobody buys something that's precious and trashes it. You take care of it. He'll take care of you. Amen? God will take... All heads bowed, all eyes closed, please. Honor the Lord this morning. Some of us need to let Jesus in. And some of us have let Jesus in, but we have not kept him comfortable in our lives. Today you can say, God, I'm sorry, forgive me. Repent of that and say, God, I need you. At the count of three, you can start a new life with God today, a new walk with God today. At the count of three, if that's you, you want to start a new walk with God, would you raise your hand quickly and put it down? One, two, three. Put your hand up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We will all of us just make, a, make room for him today in our inn this morning by inviting Jesus into our life. Say with me, Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your son, Jesus, into the world to die for my sins. Father, thank you again. Lord Jesus, I invite you with all of my heart to come into my life and be the Lord and Savior of my soul. Write my name in your book of life. I am yours now forever. By your grace, I will serve you and I'll serve you forever. Amen. Put your hand.